So I've got a bit of a confession to make. We thought that the whole series of Strictly was so predictable and sewn up that we'd recorded all the podcasts back in September and preloaded all the tweets all the way up to the final in December. Because uh, nothing really surprising ever happens in Strictly, right? No front runners ever get chucked out in bizarre circumstances. That never happens. Well, almost never. And welcome to the Keep Dancing podcast. I'm Ellie and I'm your host. Tonight I'm joined by Emily. Hi. And our mom, Julia. Hello. To talk, uh, <laughs> to talk about week seven, where you're 100% unofficial, unexpurgated and totally surprising source of Strictly Come Dancing analysis and opinions. We aren't neutral. We definitely have our favorites, but we always try to be nice. If you'd like to get in touch with us, email us or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at KeepDancingPod. We'd love to hear your views, theories and, and general thoughts about dance. So, after Halloween, we're into Act 2 of the Strictly show and we've had the score reset and we've had a bit of a strange week. There was a bit of an unexpectedness to all of it, wasn't there really? Like, I feel like... The um, the judges were coming quite unexpectedly. To, you know, the, their judging was quite unexpected this weekend. Without even getting onto the results show, it was just all a bit strange. I feel like some of the music choices were definitely strange this week. Yes, this was one where I looked. I did look at the song list when it was released on Tuesday, and I did go, "Hmm, yeah." Like somebody's had to pick from their B list this week. Did you yeah, think they had the, to pay? Oh, sorry. Some of the music was really helpful. I was just saying some of the music wasn't really helpful for the actual dancers. I would have been happy if instead of having the pros dance to a Prince medley in the Sunday Night Results show, everybody was just dancing to a different Prince song. That would have been cool. Prince week. Prince week. I mean, yeah. Sorry. Not before that. Yeah, we ought to have a Prince Week. That'd be really fun. I think they do something like that on the other programme on the other side, though. Oh, well, fair then. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I do wonder if so much went into the Prince medley that... Everything else just sort of happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have many opinions. So I watched this show in a slightly interesting way. Instead of watching it live on the Saturday night, I watched it after I'd played a gig, uh, just the dancers on YouTube. So I didn't know any scores. I didn't see any judges' comments. I initially just saw the dancers I didn't see any comedy VTs or anything. And I, so when I got the Strictly spoiler through, after having just seen the videos on YouTube, I did go, wait, what? Yeah, you were uh, probably and, quite flabbergasted then. Yeah, and I also, 
just looking at. Are you all right, Mum? Are you giggling away there? Hello, Mum. Mum. I don't think she's there. Mum. Are you frozen in time? Yes. Okay. Um, you were frozen in time. Oh, right. uh, is that why you were giggling? Yeah, because you sounded like you were uh, part of the Vogon constructor fleet. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I was also astonished when Debbie's tango got a 40, when, when they found out yeah. that that's what it got uh, yeah. after just watching the dancers. I should, I should probably have used the fact that this was a sort of an isolated viewing of the dancers to construct a ranking uh, independent of context and then compare it, but I didn't do that at the time. No. Well, that would have involved starting another spreadsheet. There's already four tabs. <laughs> Mum, what was your general impression on the whole show? Well, I was the action thing for me was when Craig got up um, and bowed before Debbie. And I, I, I totally believe that she's doing an absolutely fantastic job. I, I'm not discrediting her in any way. However, I found his reaction to be beyond all reason to be quite honest and um, it just sent way above what was required yes that was, and that was the thing that really struck me and after last week shirley gave her the latin crown there's a lot of yeah nonsense going on to really push Debbie as a serious contender for Alexandra as a, in the final. Shall we talk about the dancers individually then? the cha-cha with so much music in her that it's oozing out of her paws. It's Alexandra Burke and her partner, Gorka. So the cha-cha has been built up to be everybody's bogey dance this week, uh, this year. And I wonder, have they done that to set it up so that Alexandra, who is doing possibly the last or at least definitely the second to last cha-cha of the series. Yeah, because in previous years, it's always been the rumba that's the bogey dance, hasn't it? It's always been, ooh, the difficult week, they've got a rumba. Yes, and well, feel- because of this weekend's events, there's a chance that there might, might only be two male rumbas in this series of Strictly. Which is frankly ludicrous, if I'm honest. You know, we'll, we'll see how that progresses. Well, I mean, we did start out with more women than men in the competition, and the early uh, evictions have been dominated by men. It's yes. uh, two to the women, four to the men. And only Joe, well, Joe's getting his rumba next week, and David got his out of this way last week. And the only person who hasn't been evicted and is yet to do a rumba is Johnny. Uh, but anyway, we're not talking about Alexandra's super cha-cha. I thought there was a lot of jive in that cha-cha, and I found that really distracting. But she was attacking uh, the cha-cha, cha-cha with the same force of the, as the jive. 
I think she's just a really competent dancer. And obviously she's got that benefit of the uh, being used to performing. And so it stands her in good stead yeah. whatever she's doing. Yeah. And where and the way that she always goes at it with a sort of a great deal of mightiness and verve, it's always a bit uplifting to watch her dance. And it was yeah. very uplifting to watch her superb reaction to getting such a high score as well. Yeah, definitely. Emily? Yes? You said you saw a lot of jive in Alexandra's cha-cha-cha. I felt like there was an awful lot of the same moves that she was using in that magnificent jive in that cha-cha-cha. Well, you know, it was a good jive. Yeah, it was a really good jive. Uh, but I was distracting me slightly. The, the kind of, I, I might just be part of her personal style, and that's fair enough. In yeah. Tech, but a lot of those moves she was bringing into the um, style for the, the Proud Mary jive um, were... were they were coming through again more strongly in the cha-cha than any of the other dancers I've seen her do. I know that it just... Craig specifically picked out that on the cha-cha walks, her legs were really straight. And I didn't think they were. I didn't think so either. They looked... I don't know. I just... Like maybe five degrees off completely straight. Yeah. But when she's as accomplished a dancer as she is, that five degrees actually matters. Yeah. And that's why the judging ends up being fairing, because the best dancers get judged the most harshly. Apparently. Ish, you know, in theory. With margin for error. Yeah, like, as a general rule. rule. But I, uh, I liked that they'd got sort of minimal theming. Yes, I really appreciated that because there was some serious faffing around this yeah, week. Yes, the uh, really the best thing that Gorka did in that routine was keep any kind of theming to a minimum. One of the things, so Anne couldn't be with us tonight, but she sort of has given us a point to think about, which is who imposes the theme? Does the dance do the dancers have to have an idea for a theme with every dance? Do they like it? Is it imposed by production? You know, where where does it come from? I'd like to think that they when they're choreographing a routine, they they start with a with a seed of an idea. And that that's quite often what ends up getting carried through into a, into the theming that we see. But I feel like someone's being potentially too literal when they're talking to anyone other than a choreographer about it and so the theming ends up coming through too strongly that's based entirely on my own imagining yeah how it works. but it would be really I, nice to talk to somebody in strictly production about how the theming comes together because yeah. it can as we find out this week really make or break your routine yeah sometimes it is just so as we've talked about before, so jarringly weird, weird and opposite to what's going on in the dance, that it ends up being a really negative thing. Because you just end up sitting there going, "Well, why were they messing about with that? What were they doing?" Yes. Whereas, yeah. whereas Alexandra and Gorka just had a piano to start off with, and a few hints in the costuming, and that's fine. Yeah, that was great. 
I really enjoy watching Alexandra dance. I know we we talk about, you know, the joy that we get from Susan and things, but I, I do really like seeing Alexandra excel at what she does. And yes, I, I, do, I do think that that needs saying because people can be quite sort of snipey about Alexandra being in the show with all of her previous dance experience and um, things. And, you know, again, there were people moaning about her having an emotional reaction to getting some tens. What, like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, what, like, what is she supposed to do? Just sort of nod and say thank you. They would be calling her, like, smug and cold if that if she did that she literally can't win with some people no no like you're she's just she's just a person at the end of the day who is doing this thing for her job and someone's just gone you've done the best you could have done in that thing yeah and who wouldn't feel really emotional in their reaction to that Mm Hmm. so like i i don't always um get really big on the Alexandra train but uh, I do think she's magnificent I think she she's a wonderful dancer mm-hmm. um, I, I just and I, yeah I think she's glorious actually so you know I more keep, power I keep just thinking why why is she not a megastar who is too big to be on Strictly uh, I think we have our own opinions on this well yes Lisa's not on this week, is she? No, sadly, Lisa is uh, somewhere on the M40. Bless her. Uh, so, yes, that's Alexandra. And uh, more power to her. Long may she reign. <laughs> Dancing the foxtrot to call me irresponsible? Yes, Molly, you're irresponsible. It's Molly King and her partner, AJ. Poor Molly didn't win the frock uh, lottery this week, sadly. I, thing. I I got what she was doing. I got what they were doing with, with the shirt dress and everything, but I thought it was kind of just the wrong shade of pink. Do you know, though, I really liked it. Yeah. I thought it was a really, um, it's that sort of vintage pink that, well, I, I thought it was just the ticket, actually. It- it was very vintage Chanel. That shade of pink with the black banding was is extremely yeah. vintage Chanel. I thought I, they were going for like a weird Paris Hilton thing. No, they uh, were going for vintage Chanel. Okay, well, this is this is what this is what I get. This is what I get for watching the dancers on YouTube, um, devoid of context. No, they didn't tell us that. It's just that's what that Chanel suit color was. Oh, okay, fair enough. It, it's just anyway. It's, it's, I thought, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Emily, but I did really think it suited a complexion. I thought, all together with the hair and everything, it looked really good. And when she sort of whisked off at the end, when she was going up the stairs, it just flowed beautifully. If, if anyone was watching the Twitter last night, um, I I specifically sent DSI London a, a praise of this skirt because I thought it was really spectacular. I thought her dancing was great. It was a shame she tripped up because um, it was just really, unfortunately, a, a noticeable part of the camera pan because it was just as the camera panned the closest to them that it did in that turn. But is and a so shirt dress to... really foxtrotty, though? The skirt was foxtrotty, but is a shirt dress foxtrotty? It was sparkly. I guess. Like, I have no problem with it. I quite like that. Within, again, within the context of the theming, what they did, 
worked really well. I yeah. thought it had, uh, it was Grace Kelly, wasn't it? It, it oozed off-duty uh. elegance. Okay. Because that's what that they were. That's the story they were trying to tell. She was this, supposed to be this um, film star swanning into set in her casual clothes. Oh, I get it. And, and AJ was the runner. And then they do a foxtrot. Yes, because yeah. he's he's a handsome young runner, and she's a glamorous movie star. <coughs> she whisked him off his his feet. Oh wait, no, sorry, other way around. Yes, there are lots of tales of workplace sexual harassment in the movie industry, aren't there? There are at the moment, yes. Um, <laughs> so, sorry for bringing it down. <laughs> That's fine. You just that was yeah. Uh, it was, I really liked it actually, and like, uh, and and again, uh, not a uh, not a contestant that I've always felt totally behind, particularly because I find AJ a little on the snug side. But I really enjoyed this dance. I think the song made a big difference for me because I adore that song. I just, ooh, it, it's lovely. Another case of if you do a foxtrot to some really nice foxtrot music, then it uh, works. It works. Like, it, they just go together. Yeah, it oozes. What does it ooze? Sophistication and romance, and that's lovely. Yeah. Like the the sort of the swing and you can't get the swing and sway for a foxtrot without a bit of swing and sway in the music. No, Mum, what did you think to uh, Molly's foxtrot first time round? I thought it was lovely, and you know it is just that unfortunate thing that there was the the trip there. But um, you know, even some of the professionals have got the foot caught in the dress or things like that you know that, that things do happen things do go wrong you know think about Anton there so um <laughs> sorry you know, I, I think it, it actually it was a lovely dance it was just it was just the thing that the music and the choreography went together I really liked the outfits that they'd worn You've got the sort of hint of what the story was behind it in the film before. I'm not always a fan of the little um, supposedly in-training lead-up to the dance, um, but it did sort of tee you into what you were supposed to be interpreting within the dance itself. I wonder who is a big fan of the current style of training video montage. Uh, no because nobody nobody seems to be massively in favour of them. Um, we were saying, because we were talking about Strictly uh, at our rock and roll after gig party last night, we were just saying that sometimes the quality of those clips, like in the little production details and the, like, the costumes that they wear, it makes a very expensive show look cheap. Yes. Mm. And... When you're when you're making a TV show, it's very important that all of the money ends up on screen, and you shouldn't really let that drop for a second. Because as soon as you put one cheap-looking, horrible thing on screen, it's it's jarring. And given that the sort of the overall idea of Strictly is supposed to be about glamour and luxury. And you know everything being sparkly and perfect, and its best possible self, like Tesco's Halloween masks, and sort of uh, 
fairly cheap computer graphics don't really sell that, do they? No. No. I have a theory about this, though, um, that came of, of, of all things when I was at the football discussing Strictly with uh, my dad and my dad's best friend. We talk um, about Strictly in the best places. Yeah, like, normally football is about politics and engineering, but we were talking about Strictly yesterday. Um, and we got talking about the, the, the training VTs, and I've come up with this idea. Yes. The Christmas cracker joke. Right. They're deliberately going out there to not, for us to not like them because it's such a unifying moment in everybody's TV viewing for us all to sit there and roll our eyes at the, at the comedy VT. Well, I could, I could see that being the universal reaction. Um, and they, and and they know it. Yeah, well, it could be all just a little bit ironic. Oh, yeah, that sort of explains it, actually. Probably why they end some of them with a big cheesy pun and a sort of effective wink to camera. Yeah. 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 They're not even comedy VTs anymore. They're now parody VTs. They are. Interesting. Well, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk more about Molly's Foxtrot later on, but yes. it's time to move on. Dancing the Charleston and sporting a look that will haunt the nightmares of all puppophobics, it's Joe McFadden and his partner, Katya. So I did actually have to look up what the word for people who are scared of puppets is. Well, well, well researched there. Every day Probably. is a school day. Puppophobics. Or pupophobics. I don't know. Mm. Um, neither sounds particularly pleasant. No one, you're not supposed to like puppets very much, are you? Some um, people love puppets, mm, um, um, but yeah, for I me, thought, for, for me, this added an extra layer of horror to a Charleston. So I don't like Charlestons generally, but I thought this was a good example of why you leave the Charleston a little bit later on in the series. But when you've got that light level of polish, particularly from Joe, because he didn't start out as one of the best dancers and he's been a, an improver. I thought this was a really good example of him showing off the polish he's gained with Katya's help. Yeah, so, I think Katya well, is making a great dancer out of Joe. She's doing I a think, good job and so is he. I think Katya actually is excellent because look at what she's done with what she's, you know, with her partner so far. She's doing a very good job. I think after Oti, Katya might be the next best pro. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's one of these cases where Despite comments previously about other professionals, I can actually see that she is looking. Um, and, and there are other others of the professionals who do this, um, actually looking at their partners and showing them off to the best of their ability and actually shaping the dance around their capabilities, which is what you would hope that they would do. Um, and she's done it really well with Joe. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I did think the outfits were truly creepy, but that, you know. It's a bit off-putting, um, and the makeup was really scary. <laughs> but, for, you the know, it was, was a, a very well-done Charleston. And, yeah. yeah, like you're saying, it's got that extra added confidence and polish from, you know, being halfway through the competition now. Halfway, yeah. eh? Halfway, my goodness. I was really impressed with that little graphic they did at the beginning as well when they had the, um, the multitude 
of toy Joe and Catchers drumming along. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, you know, if you've already got a frightening image, why not have it another 16 times on the screen? But it is love it is really good when they do a live video effect like that. Yeah, it did remind me quite vividly of the another brick in the wall video with the marching hammers, but that's, you know. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. a, that's a connection. Yeah. We shall have to we shall have to uh tell Potion Pictures uh that how much we liked that. Yeah, it was really, it was very excellent. Because they're the people who do all of the graphics on Strictly. Potion Pictures. Potion Pictures. Um, and yes, they're on Twitter and they're very good at the social medias. I will, we will tell them that we like that. Yes. Um, any more for any more on Joe? No, I, th- I think that's been a fair summation of what we saw there yeah i think it was it was a good but uncontroversial telephone there's not a lot to say yeah unless you're scared of puppets unless you're scared of puppets but we're not going to go into that and upset people further no yeah i tell you what i thought that um sort of flip over thing at the end was really good oh it was actually that was a really really cool move yeah i thought that might have possibly been a new trick like one that i've not seen on strictly before it's not one that I've noticed. And you would probably notice something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was sort of a, one step further than things we have seen before. And it was, it was one of those, ooh, what are they doing there? Yeah. Kind of I, things, but when they did it. And I, I thought it was really good finish. I do feel that the trick where it looks like someone might be about to break their own nose on the floor can stick out in your mind. Yeah, 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 it did. We would definitely have remembered that if we'd seen it before. Yes. Yes, so nice one-upmanship from Kat- Katya there. <laughs> Dancing the salsa and struggling with the ascent of the front face of Mount Skorianets, it's Gemma Atkinson and her partner, Aliash. Now, based on the Twitter feed last night, and I know they're listening. Hello, DSI. When I said, when I said that Gemma's dress reminded me of Oti's dress, I wasn't saying that it was the same thing. I was just saying that I was impressed at how much of a positive and uh, creative impact OT and the Tampa dress from last year had on the uh, choices for the Latin dancers. Yeah, there's been some extraordinary work from the stoning and beading department uh, this series. Uh, truly excellent. Truly excellent. And this this new form of Latin wear, where it's essentially a bedazzled sports bra type top uh, that we first really saw in Oti's samba dress. As, it's, as, it's, as a woman who wants to dance, I approve. Yes, we would we would actually quite like to see from DSI a range of like awesome sports bras for uh, uh, busty women who want to be glamorous. Yeah, we would. We Very would. much so. And if they're, you know, bedazzled and sparkled like that, it's also evening wear, so woo! Yay! Multi-purpose clothing. Yeah. Sports looks. Yes. So yes, I, I really don't want anyone to have taken offence at that. I, I I know that it caused some comment, but I it wasn't I wasn't trying to suggest at all that they were putting Gemma in the same dress as OT. I was just being pleased at the influence. We we were drawing connections. Yes. Yes. 
Um, maybe maybe the post football beers had had some impact on my eloquence of the tweet. Thank you for live tweeting yesterday while I was uh, doing my gig. It's all right. I had fun. Good. Dance wise, so we we had two salsas this week, and I was kind of expecting Gemma to come off the best in the battle of this week's salsas. Mm. Um, but it just, I know she works out and she's really strong and everything, but it looked like she was going into those lifts as if she was doing some power lifting. Yeah, I got the impression, and I've got this impression from the stuff she's said about herself anyway, is she's, she's like myself, not particularly good at placement of her body. But she keeps, you know, she said a few times how clumsy she is and things like that. And I think it's just that not always knowing where you've put yourself and you end up... Not quite knowing where your knee is. Placing her limbs in mm. the lift and getting them wrong again just from what I could see and what she said but that's what it came across as to me yeah I think once she'd she'd sort of misplaced herself for one of the lifts she then lost a little bit of confidence and you could see her sort of looking at Ali Ash almost as if to say am I right am I I'm the right spot kind of thing and obviously the dance is moving so fast there isn't time to be um giving people extra advice during the dance. No. Uh, and I, that's where she sort of lost the impetus of the moves within mm. within that. Once she'd made that initial, um, and I mean, it wasn't a, a major mistake. It was just, you could see a falter. Yeah. And then she lost that confidence and, and some of the oomph went from the lifts because of it. There's no time for any moments of self-doubt when you're in the middle yeah. of a dance. No. Yeah. However, I did, did think the floor she had for the dance was amazing and she actually kept like, going really, really well. It was just the lifts where you could see there was a pause before she went into them. That yeah. kind of, that role that you need for the salsa was superb. It was really yeah. fun. Oh, yeah, it made me smile. Yeah, I do... I do actually really like a salsa. I like, I do like, I like to see the big lifts. I like to see the armography. I didn't, I didn't actually know the song. I don't think. I can't even remember what it was. Now. Sun Comes Up by. Oh hmm. yeah, yeah, I do know this one. Yeah. Is it one of the young people's? Oh, it's the Rudimentals. Yes, it's the Rudimentals. Featuring James Arthur, apparently. Yep. Oh, it's, I see. Yeah, it's a decent song. You'd probably quite like it. I do. If only I, if only I listened to the charts and not obscure Latvian doom metal bands. Yeah. Well, well, we all have a hobby. Yes. Well, does anybody actually want to? So we've just had two people from the improvers category, Joe and Gemma, who they've both shown real signs of improvement. And they're sort of nice, positive, uh, hardworking characters. Can we see either of Joe or Gemma in the final? Potentially. No, I don't think that's going to happen. No? No. The, the thing is, there's, there's that clear gap between the, the very skilled ones um, and the 
improve us. And I, I just think that gap is, even now, still beyond bridging. I think we might find, though, particularly um, with the reaction of the judging this week and um, Aston going, we might find that the general public turn against people like Alexandra and Debbie and things like that, the people who are clearly trained dancers. I think we'll find that there might be a bit of that backlash because it's the sort of thing that the public really do hate, isn't it? Traditionally, the thing that the people that the public turn against is joke acts once once a perceived front... once it gets serious yeah, yeah once it gets serious and this weekend it got serious yeah yeah hmm so blackpool then i guess for joe and Gemma. i i'd like them to get a little bit further i wouldn't be surprised if one of them got through to the semi-finals as like a, oh my goodness they've just had this sudden burst of goodness of goodness um i'd quite like to see that because they've both really impressed me from uh the from the start of the series until now so joe has got a rumba next week and after that remaining he's got the waltz the quick step his american smooth mm. his salsa his samba and his argentine tango so Ooh, he's got some like potential big crowd pleasers in there. Yeah. And there's also, if he gets all the way to the final, you can get away with not doing one dance. Yeah. So, I, you know, if I were Joe, I would probably try and give the Samba the swerve. Yeah. I think he's just got to get past this rumba. Yeah, yeah. In terms of what Gemma has left, Gemma's got some real cl- crowd pleasers left as well. She's not done her quick step. She's not done her quick step. She's not done her Viennese waltz, which, you know, with Aliash, that should be an easy, easy thirty-eight plus. And I think that's what Claudia says that she's got next week. Is it now? I think so. That's interesting. So, yeah, so Gemma should be looking to score big next week if she's got the Viennese Waltz. She's not done her tango, her American smooth, rumba, Argentine tango, samba. Oh, I think I'm looking forward to seeing Gemma's uh, tango. Yeah, I think Gemma will be really good at the tango. I think she's, she can do the face. Yes. And the dance, obviously, but, you know. Yeah, if you were involved in a sort of a tango fight, you would want Gemma on your side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know where you have tango fights outside of musicals, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. It's very plausible. Okay, let's move on. Dancing the Viennese Waltz and trying manfully to make that 70s polyester revival happen. It's Aston Merigold and his partner, Jeanette. I didn't realise it was a waltz. Did you not? What did you think it was? I think I might have thought it was a foxtrot. Really? I probably weren't right listening, to be did, honest with you. Did the one, two, three, one, two, three not give it away? Well, I weren't counting because, again, I'd been at the football and drunk some beer. Ah, right. I see. Um, um, I yeah, thought... I... God, I thought it was a weird theme. Yeah. Very weird. There was no need for it at all. Sometimes you just have to put on the suit and the big dress and just do a Viennese waltz. 
that really would have been the sensible thing to do in this particular situation. You could even still donate to that song. Is that mum gone there? Yeah, mum's just dropped out. Okay. Um, There was absolutely no need whatsoever for that theming. And and the like, and once you'd got a slightly outrageous, not outrageous, a slightly off kilter theme for it, what you shouldn't then go do is go and do is double down on it by adding lyrical choreography, which the judges had already made noises about and said they didn't like. It's not like. Um, generally the sort of thing that they go for in Strictly. No. Just because the whole point is that you transcend the lyrical choreography, isn't it? Yeah. Just just do the Viennese waltz. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. You get to wear a nice tux for the day. You get to wear a big foofy dress. Just do it. Do the spins. Embrace the dizziness. Learn how to spot. Just do the Viennese waltz. Have they put Aston in a suit yet? Did he not wear one for his waltz? I don't know. I'm now thinking, have, I, have we actually seen him in a suit at all? And if we haven't, why on earth have we not? Because he scrubs up nicely. Yeah. Hello. Hello, Hi. Mom. Hello, still... it went off again. We, we were t- just trying to work out if we'd seen Aston in a suit at any point. I don't think we have. And it, I thought and this music choice was strange and the outfit, the theming was strange. And I don't think it contributed towards us actually getting the feel and the flow of that dance at all. I think it really got in the way. And even his professional partner said, I think it's the wig. And I think, yeah, I think it was all of that sort of, confusion from a clear theme of what ought to be going on that was causing the problem yeah it all has to it all has to work together that the theme cannot be mm. fighting the dance no yeah. I, and I, I like i say i really do think that we could we could have totally carried on with the song the song was a nice song to do the waltz to but mm-hmm. why why with that. I mean, I know the 70s are in again, fashion-wise, but no. And Jeanette's frock, if it wasn't for a Viennese waltz, like if it was for like a casual summer party, would be fantastic, but not for a Viennese waltz. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, sometimes you just have to do the Viennese waltz. So I'm looking back through the um, screenshots on the clip section of the Strictly website. Yes. And we've We've not actually seen Aston in a full traditional tux yet. We've seen him in like a 1930s spiv suit in the first week. Um, and he had a waistcoat and suit, uh, a shirt and tie on for the quick step for Mr. Blue Sky. That's but a again, shame because the celebrity men always, they always make a, a real special effort when it's tux week. Uh, yeah, and I think Aston Aston should have been able to have that. Yeah, it's a nice thing because even their waltz for "Can't Help Falling in Love with You" was he was in like a a, a floaty pirate shirt. Oh well, 
yeah, I'm just, I, it, it's just one of those things that you notice. I wonder why we've not actually seen him in the full cups. And so without wanting to criticise Jeanette, do we think that Aston might potentially have done better with another partner? Overall, no. I think Jeanette was a brilliant partner for Aston because of his athleticism and the fact that he can do all the gymnastics and things like that. So they were a really good dynamic pair. Yeah. However, I feel like there was a, a, a misstep in the choreography and theming in this week that has ultimately led to him being in the dance-off. Yeah. Because yeah, I think as much it just as... jarred. It just jarred. That is the thing. It 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 seemed to um, take away from the dance that was supposed to be happening. And you know, sometimes people just make a mistake. They make a misjudgment of what's required, and I think that's what happened there. Yeah. Yeah. I think if they'd have actually wanted him to win, they would have given him Karen as a partner. You're probably right, but Karen's very tall, isn't she? And Aston's quite small. Yeah, I think yeah. it was height-wise. I think, height I think it was a height thing that he ended up with Jeanette. And but like I say, I Karen think has individual... to always get the chef as well. Apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. The three separate elements of the, the, the dance I liked, I, I actually really felt more watching this dance than I have with any of other any other of Aston's dancers because I've really not been bothered about him at all but this one just really made me smile I enjoyed watching it I, I did like like the styling but not for the dance like the, that Jeanette, Jeanette's dress I love that so um, when I when I watched the whole show so that I could see the judges' comments and the VTs. Mm. And I saw that Aston's VT was of him as a kid being Michael Jackson on stars in their eyes. Yeah. Sure, like, I would have thought that would have given him a lot of viewer positivity. Yeah, possibly. But that did not know. translate into votes then. It, mm, mm. Or do people not like to be made to think about Michael Jackson? I, I don't think it's anything to do with that. I think it's just the fact that in a week where everything else seemed to be quite um, in tune with how it should be and fitting together, that one didn't fit together as well as the others. Yeah, so I guess we'll talk more about this later. Because, yeah, yeah unlike Molly, Aston didn't have a massive point of improvement where, that, where it could be easily made. Dancing the Paso Doble and making a terrible lingering arse of it. It's Ruth Langsford and her partner Anton. Anton must go. Yeah. I, from a great height, he must go. Just, just go, Anton. You're letting yourself down. You're letting the audience down. You're letting your fans down. You're letting the whole school down. And from that moment on, everything that he touched turned to naff. I think, though, you know, what you're missing is the fact that some people like the irony of naff. No. No, Mum, Mum, I go to Eurovision. I know, I know, <laughs> I know naff. Mm. But 
honestly, thinking- Anton is the UK at Eurovision. Yeah. Anton feels like he gets it, but and like he's having a nice joke with everybody, but really he's just making himself look silly. And he fundamentally doesn't understand the nature of the competition, like the UK at Eurovision. I agree. But yes, he does have his fans. He seems to be having a lovely time, so that's nice. I really wish that they'd cut away from Ruth lying on Aston at the end, uh, on, and Anton. Anton at the end. <laughs> because that would be an entirely different thing. That would be a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a different version. I saw a different version of the results show than everybody else. I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 They really should have, shouldn't they? Uh, But they didn't. Yeah. I'll tell you what occurred to me was that it was um, very well. Um, put together in that they uh, um, sort of sideways looks at the singer and all of those kind of things all work very well, filled the time in which they were dancing. It filled the time. Is that your compliment? It worked very well uh, to uh, fill the no, time. What I'm, is, <laughs> what I'm saying is that was a very skillful use of their allotted time to demonstrate skill of of the dancers right but not at dancing the paso doble you see what i mean yes yeah i I know exactly what you're saying yeah i know what you mean i'm just pretending to misunderstand for comic purposes yes okay (laughs) um Um, I, i did think there was there was a very good camera shot a really like there's been the odd sort of flashes of brilliance uh in the photography of this series and it was the shot over ruth and anton's shoulder at the singer uh, yes. when she yes, was, was... Uh, doing her uh, lovely cadenza there. I thought that yeah. was that was very funny, very well played. Very good. And then the way they sort of looked and then carried on. Yeah. And it's that thing of using the allotted time very skillfully <laughs> to demonstrate that there is um, an ability to do a certain amount of steps and appealing to the public. And that's what's happened. And that has rewarded Ruth with uh, the second most viewed dance on YouTube. Yeah. I've got to say, I don't know, I didn't catch the name of that singer, uh, but she was superb. She's fantastic. I think she's also the one who is Kate Bush when uh, when when necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can see that working. Um, I... Thought, uh, uh, I'd, hmm, I don't know if I could say anything nice about it, actually. I thought the singer was very good. It was uh, camp. Well, uh, yeah, like Craig well, said. Insult, normally. Uh, like Craig said, it, that song is effectively a drag act. Yeah. And yeah, yeah that, is, that was what they were reaching for. They were just going for the yeah. They were just going for the entertainment and the public votes, and yeah. that can get you far in the competition. 
carefully played. Yeah, carefully played, not not taking it too far. Mm. <sighs> Can we talk about something someone else now? Yeah, yeah. Dancing the tango and, like me, pretending not to be hearing the Black Eyed Peas, it's Debbie McGee and her partner, Giovanni. Again, the song was fighting the dance, but Debbie was fighting back. Have you watched it without the music on? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's really, really good. I've no idea what they were thinking of putting that track with it, but the dance was amazing. I wonder if we can redub it to something a bit more suitable. I think that'd make a really good competition. Find a better find a better piece of music to fit to this dance. Yeah, I it, it like like the other questions like where does the theming come from? Uh where does the song list come from? Because I know some of it is the celebrities' favorite songs. Some of it is just what's in the charts at the time, and some of it is theme appropriate. But, uh, you know, I wonder, I would like to see the big notice board full of post-it notes where they sort all of these things out. Yeah. I would like, yeah, a bit of transparency on that because the song and theme choice, it, it really makes all the difference. Yeah. Do you know something? Instead of some of the VT, wouldn't it be nice to hear... And the music this week's been chosen because of whatever. And it's so-and-so's favourite, or it's been chosen because it's really good for demonstrating a particular thing. That would be really interesting information. Yeah. I Not just for a music buff, but for people who are interested in why they've chosen the music. And especially if it's something like... so. Alexandra earlier on this series was uh, dancing to a song that was particularly special to her mom who passed away just before the start of the series and adding why the the music was chosen and why it's meaningful adds an extra dimension to it and you know Susan dancing to her wedding song the uh, Bring Me Sunshine when we know why the song has been chosen we get that extra dimension to the performance and sort of we uh, can share a little bit in the emotion that the celebrity is uh, portraying. Yeah, exactly. Whereas so I, I, I think that would be far more useful thing to do than um, some of the things that we see. I'm not going to actually say anything in particular. I don't want anybody to feel that I'm being negative about their pre-dance VT. Do we think that Debbie really wanted to go in a helicopter for her birthday or do, do we just think no, that somebody had a helicopter flight voucher? I, I don't think she did. I'm sure Debbie McGee has been in a helicopter before. Debbie, Debbie McGee has been in more helicopters than you've had hot dinners. I don't doubt it. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway, I I still can't wait for Debbie to be in the final and do some proper old-fashioned illusionism with Giovanni as her glamorous assistant in the show dance. I really want Debbie to do magic. Does that mean we can have Giovanni in a sparkly outfit and Debbie in the magician's tux? Because that'd be brilliant. In 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 a lovely in a in a lovely lady's tailored tux with a little hat on, looking um 
looking all Marlena Dietrich with Giovanni yeah. in a sparkly leotard. Yes. And, yeah, and with feather, a feather headdress. And feathers on his bum. <laughs> I've got the picture now. Yes. And <laughs> how wonderful it is. Um, <laughs> Giovanni would do that for Debbie. Yeah. He would. I, I, I really, really enjoy watching their partnership, actually, because they seem such firm friends, and I just adore that. And, and you can see it in the, just all their interactions. They're having a laugh. Yeah, of course they are. I'll tell you what, that, that um, relationship between um, those two really shows what can be achieved when the professional is aware of the skills of the uh, celebrity is working with and shows them to the best of their ability. And I know it may be considered that it's easier with Debbie because she is um, very agile. Mm-hmm. However, he is doing a really brilliant job and, and that should be applauded. Yes. Yeah, he's choreographing for her, isn't he? And that's, really yeah. showing because the quality of the dancers are amazing mm-hmm. yeah i also think that even if they are just friends they ought to uh, get married just for the hello photo shoot <laughs> uh, but yes debbie mcgee in the final please 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 yes, please don't mess it up oh, yeah. debbie to the final okay surely we can get that started, yes <laughs> Yes, no more unpleasant surprises, please. Strictly. Dancing the salsa and giving his nipples a bit of an airing, it's Johnny Peacock and his partner, Oti. Robbing us of our normal Johnny's bomb joke. Honestly. Yeah. Robbing. But, you know. So, yeah, I thought this was a better salsa than Gemma's. It was a very good salsa. It looked... It looked um. I'm not going to say effortless. Uh, it, it looked, looked a, it looked a laugh. It looked natural. It looked like the sort of dance. If if you knew how to do it, and then you were out, that's the sort of way you'd do that dance. Yeah, like that's how non strictly come dancers would dance that dance, and I liked that. I also thought, you know, they managed to get away with minimal theming. Yep. You, yeah, I would say they just had some some pretend DJ. Decks, I think the theme. They? I think the theme there was salsa. Which yes, is correct. Like Debbie's tango was tango themed. Yes. Yeah, there was that, no messing why, on that. That's why those things are correct. Yes, and I, I, you know, I think if you tried to tell Oti that you had to cram some theming that she didn't want into a routine, she would sort of smile sweetly to you, say yes. And then do it as little as possible. Just do it her way. As she thought was appropriate. Yeah. I suspect that that has already happened. Yeah. Quite right, too. Yeah. Go, OT. Go, OT. Go, Johnny. Yes. Um, Again, OT in a nice outfit. Yep. I like Johnny's shirt. Johnny's shirt. Excellent. Very well placed. Yes. <laughs> it, it was specifically sort of just taped on slightly. Uh, yeah, it was. It was just just on the on the outside of his. Um, sorry, just on the inside yeah. of the the ball of his shoulder. It was 
quite clearly taped into place. Yeah. Uh, well, I suppose it was like you don't actually want to get OT stuck in it. No. While you're flipping her around. Or uh, to accidentally shed the layer. Uh, it's Johnny, though. He, he would. He would. Um, he's very silly. So, yeah. so Lisa is still carrying um, a, a bet on Johnny to win the series outright. I really think that's not going to happen. But I think we can look forward to seeing him until Blackpool, right? Definitely, yeah. Uh, un- unless he has a really bum week. Um, no, <laughs> pun intended. A really bum week. Johnny always has a bum week. Um, uh, so he must have some very well de- developed glutes. It's not his fault. He's, um, <laughs> uh, he's, he's back in ballroom next week, I think. I can't remember what, we act- what they actually said he was doing. No, but- I can't either, but he's very good at ballroom. That's lovely. So lovely. it's either his foxtrot, his Viennese waltz, his tango, or his tango. Yeah, well, he, he'll, be all, he'll be all right at any of those yeah. three. Yeah. So that's him through for another week. Yes. And I think you only have to get through next, the week after that to get to Blackpool, right? How far, are we yeah. a- How far are we away from Blackpool? It's three weeks. Yeah. So you only have to get through next week to get to Blackpool. Okay. Right. I'm, st- I'm starting to get then. very invested in this now. It does happen between Halloween and Blackpool. You, you suddenly get into this. You're sufficiently attached to all of them that uh, it becomes a bit of a blow when one goes. Well, that is why. Can I just reiterate my plea that next year we have no theme weeks until Halloween? Yeah, let's do that. that. What should be happening is that we should be seeing skills develop and really clear dancers to appropriate music and then... Let them have a go at the theme in, in Halloween and then let's get back to some really good dancers and like, then Blackpool. They, so the fact that Strictly's in such a good position with the viewing figures at the minute is both a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because it means that, you know, it's, it's, it's get, it gets more than 50% of audience share. Uh, for its time slot. So, uh, you know, it is a proper TV institution now. But that also means that anybody who wants to make a change to the format, no matter how small, uh, runs the risk of having a massive loss of viewing figures placed at their door. And because of the way that the TV industry works, where, you know... Well, I think me wanting to change the format needs to have more power to it, doesn't it? Yeah, well, basically, you I should think be in charge. Are you going to be director general of the BBC now, Mum? No, but what I'm saying okay. is, I, I would, I would like to put in a plea for them to consider. I, <laughs> I'm aware that I'm powerless to actually change the format. But know, perhaps we're, somebody we're who's listening, players. perhaps somebody who's listening would. Uh, would like to do that. You know, you could replace movie week with our Eurovision week and not mention that it's Eurovision week. Just have the songs just on. Do it. Yeah, just do it without making a big deal of it. Yeah, just have the songs. Yeah, but, yeah. but the thing is, here you go again. You're wanting a theme week. And what I'm saying to you is it should be about skills and appropriate music 
for the dancers. And if you, when you get to Halloween at that point, let them go a little bit and let them have the theme week. Maybe that's why Halloween... Just think about other things. Just refer back to your conversations about appropriate music for appropriate dancers and then translate that into what ought to be happening in the programmes. So, yeah, it's fine, isn't it, to actually have the Halloween one as a little bit of fun and the, the Blackpool one. But then what we should be seeing in between, if we're going with what we've been saying, is actual dancers to appropriately chosen music. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can't have our theme cake and also eat it. Well, yeah. But anyway, that's just my that's just my thought. Take it or leave it. Okay. And I'm sure it'll be long. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you you have actually uh got yeah. a point there. Um I so can. so uh, we were talking about Johnny and Oti. Yeah, yeah, we were. I really liked their dance. It made me really happy. It reminded me how much I enjoyed that that song. But I think I actually enjoyed the Strictly Bands version of it better than the record version. <laughs> in, really? In a stunning first. Yeah. Marvellous. Yeah. Um, so I do like the song and I like the sort of... Um, well, it was sort of proto-tropical house thing going that it had going on because it's slightly slower than like your full reggaeton and sort of with a gentler emotional tone. Uh, yeah. But I couldn't really get on with Kevin Little's voice. Like it had a timbre that I wasn't keen on. Uh, but I think it was Lance singing it tonight. I believe so. Uh, I think he did a great job. I liked that. It was good. Cool. Moving on. <laughs> Dancing the jive and making a serious case for the return of changing rooms, it's Susan Kalman and her partner, Kevin. Yay! Yay! Susan's really doing it now. Yeah. That was, she, she, that, that was a proper jive. She did proper jive. She had skills. Yep. And it really suited her. But yeah. jive does look really good on short people. What did you think, Mum? Do you know what the uh, Susan and Kevin's out outfits really reminded me strongly of? No. First I thought Art Attack. Yes. And then I thought, it's a bitter. <gasps> oh, it's a bitter. Do you know, I, for some reason, I recently looked up the uh, people from Bitsa. Yeah. And I'm just doing it again. Oh, yeah. wow. Honestly, Caitlin Easterby and Simon Pascoe. Is that who they were? That's who they were. They were fabulous. And yes, bits of this, bits of that. Bits of that. Put it all together and what have you got? Bits and pieces, bits and bobs, bits of bits of bits of bits of pieces. I, yeah, I mean, I love that show anyway. It's all on um, YouTube. I know. I'm currently just exploring that now. What? Well, that's my afternoon gone at some point this week. Um, oh, brilliant. Kim. Uh, but yes, so uh, Susan and Kevin, um, yes, back uh, on sorry, topic. Yeah, it was brilliant. Really joyful. I, I enjoyed it. 
I thought that Susan's little uh, penny dress with the gems representing paint splashes was awesome. I, oh, yeah. I really thought that technique looked superb. Yeah, really nice. Uh, I wasn't really, really massively good. keen on Johnny, uh, not Johnny. I wasn't massively keen on Kevin's weird spray tanned legs poking out the bottom of his overalls. Yeah, but you don't really <laughs> like Kevin very much, do you? So oh, it, it's the res- <laughs> No, I am. I find Kevin a lot more palatable with Susan because it's not like. So when he was dancing with Louise. It felt like he was really trying hard to be funny because Louise sort of wasn't giving anything back and he was having to do all of the heavy lifting. But yeah. I do think that Kevin needs to dance with funny women. Fair enough. Yeah. And it makes sense because Karen's funny as well. She is. And so I think that that's the reason why Susan and Kevin works for me a lot better than any of the people he's danced with before. Marvellous. I'm glad that you've you've come round. Yes, it's not Kevin's fault. It's, yes. Yeah, it's just the pairings haven't been quite right. Yes. Uh, comedically. Uh, but yeah. a nice bit of shaking Stevens. Yep, I agree that his legs did look slightly uh, alarming sticking out the bottom of those little shorts. But and that's... with the bright white new Converse, which a painter would never wear white Converse. Well, no, they've not got a good enough support if you're going up ladders, for one thing. If you've ever gone up ladders in Converse, you know how much that hurts. I don't think you could have really made a case for them to do a jive in proper steel toe caps, though. I'd have been really impressed if they did. I bet Alexandra could do a jive in steel toe caps because she's got, like, that, that power. Yeah. I really liked the, the sort of comedy element again. And I think that's, again, it's another of those skills. Kevin is using um, what is a strength in Susan mm-hmm. um, to show her at a, a, a best, which I really think that's what the professionals ought to be doing. Um, but what I've also noticed with Susan is over the past couple of weeks, there's been better sort of um, better styling, especially a hair. I thought a hair this week looked beautiful. Yeah, that really? bouffant, superb. Hello. Really good with the timing, and I think that is because she's gaining in confidence because. Kevin is working with her strengths. Yeah. Yeah. It was also uh, nice that they brought Lee, Susan's wife, in for the VT. Yeah, I yeah. Love, aren't they lovely? And the and like so, just showing th- there was a nice moment of contrast when Lee was doing some kicks and flicks with Kevin that you then immediately compared Susan doing, going, oh, she is actually doing a really good job. She's doing a really, really good job of this. She's not just doing this like somebody who's walked in from the street and can't dance. Susan can dance. Yeah. Yeah. And she's only got one more week to get through to Blackpool as well. Yeah. 
What do we think about the idea of uh, Susan's connection with the public um, getting her through to the final, possibly? Don't know about the final, but I'd like to think she's going to get the other side of Blackpool just because there's such a lot of... Uh, the the people that really interact with Strictly, other than uh, you know uh, just general Saturday night TV viewers, you've got like all those people that uh, hang out on the Guardian Strictly uh, live feed. Yeah, in the comments below, and they're really pro Susan. Well, I think to be anti Susan doesn't make any sense. No, because she's just she's she's she's. You would have to be a proper misery to be anti-Susan. Yes. And none of us are proper miseries. No. And that's Susan. Dancing the American smooth with the feather-like waftiness of, well, a wafty feather, it's David Gadami and his partner, Nadia. So you specifically loved Nadia's dress. Very specifically, love Nadia's dress. The detailing and work in that dress is frankly astounding, considering that has been made in a week. Well, less than. And a week where they're also doing children in need strictly, prepping for Blackpool, probably also prepping the Christmas special. Uh, They're also working on a special super secret project, um, I noted. And uh, yeah. I, that dress. it just goes to show what you can throw together when you put your mind to it. I Well, the, one of the things I really want to talk to them about, I'd really like to ask them about, is obviously the certain dancers have certain styles of dress that are appropriate to them. Yeah. With, with a few slight detours depending on the, um, the, the theme that ends up being chosen. Yes. Do they have, at least on paper, certain dresses designed that occasionally that are almost like a bank so sometimes sometimes they talk about uh something being like a customized ready-made yeah so like it's just a basic red whatever shape or um it's this leotard with a skirt put on top of it so i think i think there is a bit of templating going on but yeah all of the detailing yeah I mean, that dress was, there was no way that that dress was a ready-made. Customised, yeah, because it, it yeah. worked all together really beautifully. Yeah, that, that, was, that was... And it looked really good when he lifted her up with one hand as well. Yeah, uh, for anyone that wasn't following the Twitter, um, CSI London did reply saying that there was supposed to be a lace overlay on that skirt originally. Whoa! But when they tried it, yeah. Um, Oh yeah, like I got all the beats last night. Nice. Um, yeah, uh, but when they they actually tried it with the lift, they realised the lift for that lift would just mean strife uh, and and catching and gathering and you know. But that just just that skirt on its own, I was I looked at it, and I'm, I've not even spoken about the dance yet, and I love the dance as well. Um, I looked at it and I thought, oh, that's nice, and then I kept spotting details. It was it like so up until now I've not been entirely sure about Nadia the choreography that Nadia's been doing but I did like the what the matching of the moves in this American smooth to the phrasing of the music 
Yes. Well, I think I think she's bringing in something really different to what we've seen a lot of our uh, choreographic <laughs> choreographing dancers have done before. Um, but I've I've, I've sort of I've, I've liked a lot of their dances so far. I've just sort of appreciated some of the details that she puts in. I I, I really do like Devil and Nadia as as a, a a partnership. I really like it, and yeah, that dress properly sent me into raptures. I did think it was it was nice that that this routine finished the show, but David has had uh, two numbers running last now. And there are some yep. people who haven't been on last at all. And given that going on late definitely affects both your judges' score and your jury, uh, your um, vote, do we think that David is maybe doing the tour? Yes, but I think that they're not expecting yeah. to be in past Blackpool. And they're just sort of doing him a solid favour at this point. Yeah, because he, he's, he's good, but he's not spectacular. Like we said, the, the dance, uh, Nadia's choreography isn't what we're used to as Strictly fans, um, although it is very good. And so I do honestly think that they probably aren't expecting his uh, his run to last much beyond Blackpool. But yeah, he might well be doing the tour and therefore he needs the, uh, the, the boost Yeah. now. In terms of American smooths, so uh, for me, an American smooth can be dance of the season. Like it can be, it can win the whole thing for me i i know we talk about the winner's jive and everything but i really like to see a very good american smooth and i don't think we've seen an awesome one yet i agree johnny and otis was pretty good yeah david's was pretty good as well pretty solid yeah but we've not had a we've not had a showstopper yet have we debbie's is coming up soon it has to be yeah that's gonna be good I hope so. Yes. And presumably... It been any other than good. Yes. Presumably, Susan and Kevin have got some ideas for an American smooth because they could have done an American smooth Viennese waltz to the Game of Thrones theme, theme on Halloween, but they didn't. Uh, so, I wonder, yes, I, I do wonder how far ahead people have planned because, you know, they say they take it week by week. They they do not. They don't. Uh, But yes, that was all of the Saturday dancers. Let's talk about the results. Molly in the dance-off again, but yep. Aston in the dance-off and out. What a shocker. What drama. But ultimately, I do think it was the right decision. What, to have Molly and Aston in the dance-off? No, but from those two dancers, dancers. Yes. By those two dancers. Yes. In the dance-off. Yes. I agree with the judges that actually, looking at that dance alone, on that second performance, there was more improvement in Molly's, and therefore Aston didn't. Yeah, and Molly's routine worked as a routine, whereas Aston's didn't. What Molly and AJ present had that air, yeah, of, of of a complete dance. You know, the the theming wasn't 
intrusive. It looked really dance. like a foxtrot. It did. Whereas, yeah. unfortunately, Jeanette and Aston's didn't look yeah. like a wall. To the and, point that I didn't even notice it was one. And, you know, this is it. Like, I think at, towards the end of last week's podcast, we said, you know, this is it. From now on, if you have an off week or the dance doesn't suit you, you're gone. Yeah. Because it's got to that point when those are the just sort of arbitrary things that do happen. Yeah. And you've got all of the actual obvious people to leave have gone. Yep. And so nobody is safe. And I think you could really see that on everybody's face when they reacted to Aston being in the dance off at all and then Aston leaving. Everybody was like, oh, oh, this means that I could definitely be next. Like if Aston can just go totally out of the blue then any of us could go. Yeah, I think there was a certain amount of um, complacency, perhaps, from even from Tess, uh, when she had uh, both Molly and AJ and Aston and Jeanette stood with her. She said, remember that this time last year, Ore was stood here in the dance-off and he went on to win. And I feel like that comment was more aimed at Aston and Jeanette because it was their first time in the dance-off than it was Molly and AJ because it was their second time in. Yeah, yeah. Um, they weren't expecting Shirley to go and do what she did. I like Shirley. She's, she's got guts. She makes it. She, she has really made this series. Yeah. She's a wonderful character anyway, and she's been so honest and so fair, I think, with her feedback. But it's really, it's really made me feel really enthused about it again, just because I've I'd, I'd spend slightly less time going, but what, you've clearly watched a different dance to me. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I, I still I, do that a bit, but. I, I think that on the night, you know, it's just really unfortunate, but on the night, Molly's dance with AJ was better than um, Aston's. Yeah, I think that it was just that, wasn't it? I mean, we we said, didn't we, that Aston had just had a really unfortunate thing there with really weird theming, and it sort of interfered with the dance. And I think you can't get away from that then. And it's supposed to be about just the dance on the night, isn't it? Yeah, not about not, who's got not more about potential. How you were all the other weeks. Nope. Um, so, and this, to be honest, it doesn't actually tell us very much about the public vote because Aston was second bottom of the leaderboard. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because he'd had a bad week. Yeah. And, and going back to what we've said, from this point on, you have a bad week and you're gone. Yeah. And that's what happened. People who have more public vote than Molly and Aston this week were Ruth, Gemma, Susan and Johnny. I think I think we can be pretty sure that Ruth, Johnny and Susan do have really good, strong public vote and people who come back and vote for them week after week. Mm, yeah. Um, and yeah, Gemma must be up there as well because she's having a journey. But yeah, it turns out that Team JLS did not come out for Aston this week. 
well, which is sad because he's been he's been a, a nice contestant to have. He seems like he was really uh, well liked by the group, but unfortunately, it's yes. I was yeah. I was really looking forward to seeing him in the final. Yeah, and maybe yeah. like watching him sneak a win, uh, but. Now his nailed-on spot in the final is vacant. So, would you like to update your predictions for our final lineup of four? Emily, you go first. Uh, so we've I reckon Debbie. Yeah. Uh, Alexandra. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to see Gemma in there. And. But at this point, we've got an all-male, all-female final, so we need the, uh, a, a chap in there. Do we? Um, so Do we? We've had all-female finals before, and we're, well, we're running out of chaps. We are running out of chaps. Like, along, right? like, a, <laughs> like a cowboy's trouser shop at the end of season, we're running out of chaps. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't respond now. <laughs> I have nothing I can say. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, and Johnny. I want to see Johnny in the final. That would be lovely. It's not going to happen, but I'd really like it. Would you rather have Johnny in the final or Susan? Ooh, I know this oh is a no. horrible choice, but... Uh, for... for oh, Johnny. Johnny, okay. Mom, I want us to win. Who, who, are, your, who are your final four, Mum? Uh, well, Alexandra, Debbie, and then I think, you know, I think they might just go even Stevens and have Davoud, what is it, Davoud? David. I can't say his name. David and um, Joe. Really? I, yeah, I, 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 I could see that might just occur. I can that see I can impressive. see people forgetting about David one week and him accidentally going. Well, I, I can see that with anybody apart from Alexandra and Debbie. Yeah. Well, my final four are Debbie, Alexandra, Gemma and Susan. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. There final. we go. Our final fours. And and an <laughs> entertaining well, and any of those uh, final four selections would be a really entertaining final with an interesting winner. Yeah, yeah, marvelous, marvelous. Would right, so we don't have Lisa here, and she's not uh, sent me the carrier pigeon with the frock of the week award <laughs> on it. Um, would you like to give some special mentions? And I think Lisa will put frock of the week on Twitter. Well, we already know what my frock of the week was, don't we? Which is Nadia's dress. Nadia's vision in buttermilk. Yes. What was your frock of the week, Mum? Well, I know this is probably very strange, but I, I really did like Molly's. I know you felt that it was the wrong colour or something, but I just thought it was just really well matched to the uh, dance and everything. I really liked Molly's as well. They were the two that I ended up tweeting DSI directly about because they were beaut. I mm. really liked Gemma's uh, salsa outfit and also um, Alexandra's jazz dress. Oh, that was a good dress. It was very good. So that has been your Keep Dancing podcast for the week. Good night, Emily.
Good night. Good night, Mum. Good night, daughter. <laughs> so, good night, everybody. Keep dancing.